What up? What up, traders? How we doing? Welcome and welcome to the SPACs attack. I got a little color change here. And if you like it, hit the like button. Let's get the show started. Um, I, I know that I'm going to be by myself today. So first things first, if you, uh, you know, if you appreciate Chris Catchy being with us every day, let him know on Twitter to let him know, hey, we need you back, man. SPACs attack. But uh, hello, how you doing, Sue? Hey, everybody, let's get this show started. Joe, John, what's going on? How we doing, everybody? Ruth, CR, Sean, what's going on, everybody out there? Say hello if you're new to the SPACs attack. Let's get it going. You already know Money Making Mitch here, smashing the like, getting the show started. Let's go ahead and let's get into our headlines of today. All right, guys. So I'm going to be uh, running both here. Normally, you guys know um, I'm doing the banners while Chris is is talking here. So I'm going to go ahead and knock them out here. Hey, wait, uh, hey, hey, Mitch, do you want me to do banners for you? Will you? Yeah, you can knock them out. Right, yeah. I'll knock them out for you. Yeah, there you go. All right, guys. So first things first, we got Tattooed Chef. So Tattooed Chef debuts commercials in a national ad campaign. So this is going to be really interesting. You know, one of the things I'm trying to follow is the alternative of kind of meat situation. Is it going to come back? Because it was definitely trending before the pandemic. Let's go ahead and see if these ads kind of affect Tattooed Chef. Next up, we got rock or rumors of reservoir media this is the music publisher that represents copyrights and master recordings to artists like uh lady gaga share uh bruno mars and is in talks to go with uh via roth spac r-o-c-c that's the ticker there guys um interesting you know a media company one thing i'd say about this one is I would wait a little bit, maybe to get a little bit more news. Um, you know, media is going to have a little bit of a tough time, especially music. Um, I think music's going to have a little tough time coming back in, in this environment. I, I got to be interested in how concerts come out and, and how kind of what kind of capacity we can have in those cases. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Equinox Groups is fielding SPAC interest despite posting a roughly $350 million loss in its calendar 2020 due to the pandemic. This could be valued at $7 billion or more transaction. Of course, you guys know Equinox, the credit. Um, we'll, 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 keep, we'll keep an eye on this one. Let's keep moving on to the next one. Uh, Wall Street Journal mentioning here BFT, kind of BF, uh, BIF, Bill Foley, SPACs, guys, you know, one thing I read in this article is that, you know, Foley says it, you know, I, I look for boring company. I like value. And and he he wrote um, in here, uh, Evan Ratner from SPAC portfolio um, manager at Easter Alternatives uh, wrote that he's buying businesses where he's going to own it. For the long run. And I think this is what you got to look at in, in the Foley SPACs. Are these companies long term? You know, BFT, you know, we, we've mentioned before, uh, pay safe. I'm going to keep an eye on this one. I, I, I like I like the idea. I like the where this company could go. But BFT, Bill Foley mentioned in that Wall Street Journal article. So if you're going to check that out, check it out, guys. All right, let's keep moving on. Let's go to the next one here. We got Arrival. Arrival is... It's having a sneak peek here. You know, one of the things I saw, this was in a tweet, guys, um, and I could pull up the tweet to sh kind of show you guys. But really what it's all about, it just says that UPSers or UPS employees got a sneak peek at the latest electric vehicle prototype in London. These EVs are built to automated micro fab, uh, factories. If we know Arrival uses those micro factories, right? And so one of the things that I've always liked about Arrival is that micro factory and how these can be placed in certain places and really start getting this kind of fleet rolling here. Um, they use lightweight, durable, and sustain, uh, sustainable materials. So it's going to be interesting. If you haven't seen their body, what their material is made out of, check that out. Do a little bit more research on that. Uh, let's keep going here. Next one up is VII, or if you trade in the warrants, it's going to be VIIAW. This is Vice Media. Uh, really, what has one up here is Vice Media is in advanced talks to merge with CGC Holdings, led by Jack Leaney. Um, Jack Leaney 
really before this, uh, Vice had previous talks with other SPACs, including one backed by Group 9 Media, a discovery-backed media firm, and another one led by former Disney executive Tom Sags and Kevin Mayer. But neither set of these talks advanced. Um, but Leany is a is a former tech banker at Morgan Stanley and runs an investment fund. So one of the things that before his investments have included uh, a stake in Cheddar and the TV service acquired by the cable operator Atlas two years ago. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how kind of this other one that we've been talking about also BuzzFeed most prominently is in talk with 895th as partner spec, which is led by investment uh, tech investor Adam Rothstein. But one of the things is, is both BuzzFeed and Vice are expected to strike deals at a discount to their peak evaluations from I, I, several I, years I ago. I was going to say that, Mitch. I, I, I follow the space very closely. Uh, Vice was valued at one point, they were valued at, I think, almost $6 billion a couple of years ago. Um, that was on the heels of a big Disney investment. There was some private equity. They tried to IPO and they kind of couldn't. Um, in the uh, the digital media market kind of topped out a couple of years ago, um, and so now you're seeing like the there's been a lot of consolidation. Um, you, you know, BuzzFeed just bought uh, HuffPost, and uh, they're trying to spec, like you said, and Vice is trying to spec. Uh, this isn't you know we talk about comp- uh, specs, you know, buying good companies at good valuations. This, to my mind, is is not a growing industry. I mean, it, it was the valuations a few years ago were, were insane. So this does not excite me. I, as somebody who works in digital media, uh, this, this does not excite me. Sorry. Yeah, you know, one of the things is, is, is this their opportunity to go public? And I think that's just what is going on here is this, this is their opportunity. As uh, Spencer mentioned, they tried to go IPO a couple of years ago and couldn't make it happen. Let's see if right. by SPAC, they're able to go to the public market. Right. And, and ask yourself why, right? Ask yourself why is, is Vice, you know, it's because somebody wants out. It's because the investors want an exit. They tried to exit via the IPO. It didn't work. Now, now they're going to get their exit via SPAC. I would just proceed with caution with this because th- this one, these value, this valuation uh, of this company was was was, you know, it's two and a half billion dollars. Um, I'm sorry, it's seen its valuation drop two and a half billion dollars in the last couple of years. Uh, so I don't know about you, but I don't like owning companies that that see their valuation uh, drop over a four-year period, which is what's happened with Vice. So definitely try carefully here. Yeah, BuzzFeed included in there. So that's one thing to notice is what goes on with BuzzFeed and Vice here. All right, so let's move on to the next stock here. Next uh, is going to be up forward-backed self-driving startup, Argro. Um, This is uh, AI mulling IPO of the year. So really what's going on here is Argo AI is a self-driving startup backed by Ford Motors and Volkswagen, and it's considering to go public. Whether it's going to be via SPAC, it really hasn't kind of determined. But one thing I would mention is Ford invested a billion dollars in Argo in 2017 and plans to roll out robo-taxis and driverless delivery pods in 2022. Argo had a market value of more than $7 billion when Volkswagen compete, completed its $2.6 billion investment in the company last July. And so one of the things that I definitely noticed is that the timing, um, you know, it, it seems right. Bloomberg's reporting that, you know, the advanced stages of developing its technology with its test running in six cities, including Miami, a new LiDAR guidance system and a clear path to commercialization through partnerships with two of the world's largest automakers. So definitely, you know, having those connections with Ford and Volkswagen definitely puts them on a solid financial runway. Um, that we're going to be paying attention towards this one. But, um, you know, even and Bloomberg mentions that there's a possible third company stepping in here and giving investment. So uh, this is going to be interesting. As we've talked about it, I've talked about it, guys. I've been focused on how do we get this technology to get to the EVs and get started because I think this is what really starts the EV bubble. Um, you know, we need the autonomous vehicles, the driverless vehicles to start working. And I think, you know, mentions like this is, is definitely something to keep an eye on. 
All right, let's keep moving on. Let's go to the next one. The biggest news of the day, which is, of course, you guys know it. DMYD, exclusive sports data deal with NFL. Shares are trading higher following a report that Genius Sports announced a exclusive sports data deal with the NFL on Thursday afternoon. In response, DMYD stock soared 25% after hours on Thursday. Now, one thing I noticed is that the NFL is saying that Genius Sports is the best sports data company in the world. And so by cutting its ties with sports radar and going all in, with Genius Sports, the NFL is basically saying that they, they trust Genius Sports far more than their uh, to help them monetize their official uh, their official data in a meaningful way in the sports betting world. And so, one of the things is, of course, NFL had an equity stake in Sports Radar, meaning that by partnering with Genius Sports exclusively, the league is going to against their immediate financial interest. I mean, they were invested in sports radar and chose genius sports over their investment and so one of the things that i would say is definitely look at now dmyd's genius sports is partners the league uh includes league partners include nfl nba ncaa the premier league fifa nascar and fiba sportsbooks include uh Partnerships in FanDuel, DraftKings, William Hill, BetMGM, and Flutter. And media partners include Golden Nugget, MSN, Volvo, and Google Cloud. Genius Sports is everywhere, guys. And one thing I definitely want to mention is DMYD does have its merger vote set for uh, April 16th. So one of the things that we want to mention is how is this going to affect the next move in HZON and Horizon Acquisition Corps. You know, one of the things that I'd mentioned is, and, and we can put the next banner up there. Um, so how will this affect it? You know, it, it's interesting. You know, Bloomberg is reporting that Sports Radar was in talk with uh, Horizon Corps too. And, and one of the things is, you know, this was before when they were looking at this NFL deal. The question is, does the deal go through now? And at what evaluation I'm interested to find out how this changes the evaluation of sports radar overall, because in their eyes, I think they were seeing, you know, the NFL wouldn't choose a, a company over them if they're invested in them. So this is going to be big news in the sports industry. And we're going to have to keep an eye out to see how this affects these companies. Wait, can I jump in again? Sorry. Yeah. I, come in. Come I, 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 I wouldn't, but you're hanging out, man. Yeah, Might as well I'm jump in out with you. Um, so this is essentially like market data, right? This is essentially like the Bloomberg for, for sport betting. Is that right? Yeah, essentially. You, when okay. you're thinking about it, it, it literally powers powers the data behind the sports yeah. And, yeah. and how all the companies, they, they need to go somebody, a data provider that has all the data. And, and that's really what's going on here. It's starting to look like genius sports is the best of breed. So they went against the company. They, they, they picked a company to be their partner that was different than the one they had an equity stake in. That's really weird. That's weird, right? That that's shows you what, what do you think that shows you at least uh, not based on the companies, I mean, but at least on an investment. I mean, purpose. it means someone, somebody at genius knows really knows what they're doing or somebody at sport radar really does not i don't know which is which is true maybe it's a combo of both but. yeah it could be a combination of both so it's going to be really interesting and one more to add this one from our man nicolo damasi that always joins us i'm sure he'll come back and join us and talk about this deal yeah um there's there's winners and specs guys and so one of the things that you got to pay attention to is how do those winners really come into play and and as you guys see uh, Nicola Damasi's companies that he's gotten into have not uh, at least failed the investors Wait, so far. Is this one of them? Is this one of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. D so okay. you're talking DMYD, uh, DMYI, RSI, um, and, and, and we're just getting started. You know, I, I think, you know, one of the things is um, great acquisitions in here and probably at good evaluations as we've been seeing the prices jump up. But DMYD, definitely interesting with all those partnerships, you heard it, all the sports leagues. I mean, what is there really left? And, and so one of the things yeah, is, is going to be interesting is what, what goes on with that. 
All right, guys. So the last thing I want to mention is kind of merger vote calendar. I don't have a banner for this, but I'll let you guys know here. Um, so DMYD vote on um, April 16th. You got GIK vote on April 21st. NGA vote on April 23rd. And on the 27th, STPK there. Um, so let's go ahead and let's move forward here. Um, so one thing I definitely wanted to do is touch kind of a watch list today. Um, I know that a lot of people have been worried about the SPAC market and questioning, is this the bottom? You know, I think we finally hit it. Um, you know, as mentioned by Julian Kamachko last week that he thought the bottom was happening. I think we finally have gotten there, but it's going to be interesting to watch. Um, I'm finally starting to see some, some green love um, so one thing I definitely did mention, of course, the DMYD is up the highest um, and that's off of a good deal. But maybe this starts really starts moving companies that are more where you can actually judge the revenues and you can tie in the revenues. So this, those are the SPACs that I'm paying attention to the most are the ones that have already gotten that confirmation, probably switched to over. This one, of course, hasn't just yet, but I'm going to be paying attention to a couple of those names, like let's say B flies on the radar. So let's go ahead and let's get into our watch list of today. All right, guys, let me zoom in a little bit here because if not, you're not going to be able to read these ticker names. So, all right, so let's just move in. Of course, DMYD, we've been seeing it jump up. And it's looking like it's pushing right back up towards the highs. Um, it dipped down towards the open and went right back up. So this one's going to be interesting to watch. If we keep going down, you got B-Fly here. Not looking too bad here. One thing, we, we're going to mention this one a little bit later um, with our kind of arc, arc Invest. So let's go ahead and keep going through here. Uh, another one to mention here, uh, Clover, Clover Health here. Uh, CLOV not looking too bad now. It's starting to level out. This is one that I've actually mentioned that I'm starting to get a little bit of bullish on the daily chart. Why? Because we've been getting this sideways action and, and it's going to be interesting to watch where we can actually balance out here. But one thing I'd mention, and I'm zooming in here on the daily is we've had multiple bottoms kind of near this level here. And so that's kind of the level that I'd go off of that 727, maybe $7 here, risk about 50 cents. I think this one can potentially get back towards 11. Of course, when you get above 10, you're going to be looking into some overhead supply in this stock. And this is CLOV, guys, Clover Health. All right, guys, let me catch up with the chat here, see what else is going on. Of course, of course. Um, Looks like uh, people are, are are worrying about Romeo <laughs> in liquidation mode. I, I don't think that's the worst idea. I mean, at the end of the day, you're getting it cheap, but pay attention to that one. We'll see what happens and let's keep it going here. All right. So um, just catching up with the chat scene. Uh, some people mentioned some stocks here. Of course, HZON. That there's a face. Yeah, I, I know, Nicholas. Uh, we'll keep rolling through here. Let's see what else we got here. TSIA up here showing up. Of course, we had this one on uh, just last week, guys. So definitely check that one out. Uh, another one that's showing up here, of course, Tattooed Chef. Um, we talked about th their ad campaign. Um, if you like fake meat in the chat, press one. If you're a real meat kind of fan, and I was uh, making some ribs this weekend. I don't know if you guys saw my Twitter, but making some ribs. So I'm a real meat fan. So I'll have to put a two here. Um, but if you're a fake meat fan, go ahead and put up a one. I'd be interested to see how many alternative meat uh, ch chat members we got out there. Looking like I'm starting to see some twos rolling through there, but let's go ahead and continue moving on here. Uh, what's another one that I want to take a look at is QS. Of course, QS guys got that investment as of late. Um, we're, we're talking about, let, let me, I had it right here, the numbers here. Um, so yeah, they got the Volkswagen AG 10% buy of uh, 15 Point two million shares at an average price of six fifty seven. dollars um, You know, one of the things is, is that, you know, this is starting to look like an interesting chart to me. I mean, if we look at the one week chart, uh, we talked about it last time when it was balancing here at 45, 45, and it bounced up to 70. I'm always interested to see if it can clear this gap. This gap is between 60 
and about 85. That's going to be the interesting area for me if we can get back into the shadow. But one thing to mention, of course, bottoming action. So at least something to go off of. One of the things, the biggest things that I like to do is at least have a risk. And now you at least know like, hey, we've seen multiple bottoms in here. We can start taking a risk profile closer towards that 43 mark and look for a move back up there towards 85. I actually like this stock. I think it's going to need a, a, maybe a week or two to really start moving here. Um, but I'm going to be looking for volume spikes. If we can get a nice volume spike with a good push towards 60, I'd be interested in QS. All right, guys, anything else you guys are seeing out there in the watch list that you guys want me to take a look at, go ahead and mention in the chat, VLDR being mentioned. Let's see Let's see the bottoming action on that before we get a little too far away from this. Um, you know, one of the things is, you know, you're starting to see some bottoming, bottoming action, but VLDR, of course, got that bad press, uh, bad catalyst. So one thing I'd mention is that you might be getting it at a discount here. You know, before when this one was in talks. I mean, it kept coming up here towards this 25 level, held this 24s, 23s for a significant amount of time. Then the negative catalyst hit. One thing I'd mention is to see if we can get another bottom at 12. I would like to let it test 12 one more time to see if we could break 12 on the downside. If not, then I'd look for a volume spike back up through the 14s on VLDR. That's Vel uh, Velodyne. LIDAR. Of course, these LIDAR companies are going to be definitely interest as we see kind of more and more of the EV push. Um, today, I did see in the morning, not as much now, um, but I did see some kind of uh, battery companies not doing too bad here. Let, let me let me look here to see how they're looking now. Um, you know, this, this is going to be interesting. You know, are we starting to get a bottoming action? Uh, let me look at the one that everyone's kind of worried about, Romeo Power here. Uh, definitely taking a hit uh, last week. A lot of people sold, as you can see from this bar. 48 million shares uh, kind of traded there. So it could have been a lot of people getting out of their investment closer towards 10 and heading down. Now, one thing to mention is where does this one kind of bottom out, guys? Where does Romeo Power bottom out? And so I'm going to be looking to see if we can get – a uh, couple closes uh, underneath probably this $8 level and then kind of get some bottoming near $7. I wouldn't want to see it crack seven. If not, then you kind of hands off, hands off. Like I am in Clover. I'm waiting to see multiple bottoms so that I could attack the chart. Right now, you don't know the bottom. It could be a, a falling knife. Next thing you know, it's at seven, six, five, four. Three and you don't want to play that game and get caught too much trying to average down. So definitely be careful there, guys, and we'll have to keep going. All right, guys, uh, we're going to keep mulling through here. Uh, looks like uh, Spencer has a, a headline that we can discuss here. Let's go ahead and bring Spencer back in and discuss his headline, and then we'll get into our middle segment of the day. Yeah, I just wanted to add one thing, and something that uh, we've been talking about on pre-market prep. I, I don't know if you've been talking about it. I'm sure you have uh, on, on SPACs, but Bloomberg outlined this trade here uh, today in an article, which I thought was very interesting. Basically, there are a number of SPACs trading at discounts to their par value, right? The, you know, the $10 IPO price, uh, that's fair value for a pre-IPO SPAC uh, with, with, no, with no deal, right? Yeah. Uh, there are a number of SPACs trading below that ten dollar par value. Yep. If the SPACs don't have a deal, we know within the two year period, they have to return that money to investors. So theoretically, if you if you buy a SPAC uh, at what say nine seventy five or nine eighty, mm -hmm. and they have they get they don't get a deal within two years, you've got you're going to get ten dollars back, mm -hmm. right? So you're essentially getting the SPAC at a discount now. The only downside to this is if the SPAC announces a deal, in which case that whole thing goes out the window. But there are there may be some people out there that are buying these SPACs, these pre-deal SPACs at a discount, hoping that they do nothing, that they don't announce a deal, in which case they get some arbitrage. They get a few cents on the dollar, which is free money. It's free. Hey, money. Hey. So we've gone full circle. We went from last fall uh, or last summer even – 
Um, you know, any SPAC that announced a deal was going up. It didn't matter what deal it was. It didn't matter, it didn't matter what valuation. You announced a deal, you're going up. Now there are probably some people out there that are that are hoping against hope that these SPACs do nothing, that they don't announce a deal, and then they get some free money. As long as they're trading below that, as long as you buy it, below that $10 par value, which some people are. So I think it's very interesting now that we're seeing this reversal where where there's some incentive now for a, a few people in a few SPACs uh, to be rooting against a deal. Now, and, mean- and one of the things that to mention there is to add to that point is that one of the things is I think there's a lot of institutional yes, and investors, yes, yes, yes. And insiders money behind this yes. kind of trade. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, um, uh, Chris uh, uh, Delaccio, I, I don't know if I got your name right, Chris, um, is bringing that up. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Obviously, this is a strategy that is, that is more feasible the more money you have, right? So, an institutional investor is absolutely going to make that trade if they can extract, you know, a couple of cents, uh, you know, a nickel, a dime. They're going to do it, right? Um, is this a strategy for retail investors? I, I don't know. Right? It kind of depends. Uh, again, you're hoping that this pack does nothing, and depending on how late how late they are in, in the window, you know, you might have a lot of time to wait. Uh, so that's a big unknown. That's a big um, sort of like curveball in that strategy. But but it can it can happen. So yes, this is a thing that people are doing. Um, I would guess probably more of an institutional strategy. But it doesn't mean it cannot be done by retail. You just have to you have to sort of be quick on the trigger. Um, and the fact that they can announce a deal at any time can really throw a wrench into into that plan. But. This is this is why uh, Spencer. I don't know if you caught it, but we were talking about units for a long time there yeah. when, when the stock market was going down because you get the common stock and you get some warrants. So it's like kind of like get a, a two plus uh, kind of chance to get yeah. up there, probability yeah. to get yeah. back up there. And and I think that's why we were talking about different trades, whether it be this one a redemption yeah. or kind of the units trade where you're where you're kind of getting something in return for going and investing into a company. Right. So so the, so the other side of that, that Fabian is pointing out is not worth waiting two years. Well, what if you don't have to wait two years? What if you only have to wait? Uh, like obviously for the SPACs that just IPO'd in Q1, yeah, you were going to wait two years. But if, if you IPO'd a year ago, now you're halfway through the window already. I mean, Bill, when did Bill Ackman's SPAC IPO, right? Was that was that last summer? So yep. you're, you're closer to the window. It's um, making its way up, right? Yeah, it's getting later in the game. Um, so again, it's, I'm not saying do that. Uh, I'm just saying it's a strategy that I'm sure there are people that are out there doing, uh, and for those that do, for those that, if, if it works for them, if they end up getting through the window with no deal, it's kind of free money. Um, but you have to weigh, you know, the, the, the risk reward, you have to weigh the opportunity cost of, of parking your money in, in the vehicle for, you know, a couple points or a couple cents for, for a year. But I just thought that was interesting. Bloomberg pointed it out this morning. Um, and we've been, to- we've been noting how the number of SPACs are trading below that par value. And there was a way to arbitrage that, that people are doing. That's what I wanted to add about that. No, definitely. I think you're right. I mean, it's one thing to definitely keep an eye on is how you can make easy money in this market. And it got harder. It definitely did get harder, guys. So uh, Spencer just mentioning there a way that there's still potentially a way to make some kind of easier risk controlled money here. But like, of course, guys, do your due diligence, kind of find out if this is the trade for you. If you're kind of more of a wait and hold kind of trader, then maybe this could be a strategy that you could use. All right, guys. So one thing I definitely did want to get into today is kind of the ARK Invest and kind of what we have there. Um, so one of the things is I do want to bring up a picture here. Just give me one quick second so I can get towards it. All right, guys. So I'm going to go ahead and put up here. These are the ARK Invest SPACs here, guys. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to get the picture here up in the two seconds here of what we actually have here um, from the actual pictures here. And here we go, uploading it right now. And so I'm going to go through each one, talk about the positions. I got this from D. Johnson, guys. If you guys don't know who D. Johnson is, 
right there in the top right corner, you guys see his Twitter tag. Um, so I wanted to give him a shout out definitely for pulling up this chart. Um, and if we can get into this chart a little bit more in depth, we can see here, first things up is ACIC here. Um, so definitely want to mention this stock. Uh, let's take a look here. Of course, we know about it because we had it on our show. Um, you know, it, it's it's really interesting, you know, ACIC here, uh, Archer Aviation, you get you see shares here, uh, 1.6 million, about 243 new one, and the stock price there, 10, 10.05. So one of the things to mention is how close to $10 she is there on ACIC. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch what happens with that one. Um, let me go ahead and put up the chart here. So this is ACIC and, and look at this bottom action where she's been getting it closer to that 10.05. So I would be close to her, to, close to that price, close to that $10 to keep an eye on this one. Definitely a longer term uh, stock, but we can kind of keep rolling through here. Uh, let's go ahead and keep running through. Let's go to the next one here. Um, gonna go ahead up and put up the the list here. Um, next one up here is A O N E. Of course, you guys have been seeing this one been purchased multiple times here. Uh, let's take a look here. Um, we got about it's looking like 2.1 million shares here at an average closer towards that 11.59. Um, so let's take a look here at that chart and see what we see here. See if there's anything on the chart that stands out to us. One thing I'd definitely mention is this one is trying to create a third bottom here. So let's go ahead and I'll pull this down here. I'll show you the chart and we can take a look. Um, so let's let me go ahead and pull this off here. Um, so if we look here, we're starting to get a near triple bottom here at 11. That's the price. I want to see it hold. Uh, maybe it could come down closer towards this wick, which is 1080. But I want it to immediately recover 11 to show me that it's starting to get strong and wants to test back up, not test down towards support. And so the support could be down towards 1050, right? Um, because we've had this multiple chances to come down here, multiple wicks, um, and it could come back down towards those wicks. But I'm hoping that it holds closer towards this 11 and then curls right back up through 11, giving us an attempt to move back up towards 12 here in this kind of area and then start moving. Um, you know, her, her price shows that she is confident near that 1150 or $11 price point to hold. I think if you do get a chance to get it underneath 11, it would be an interesting stock to have in the portfolio. All right, let's keep rolling through here. Let's get into the next one on the list here. And so the next one up is going to be B-Fly. We talked a little bit about this one. Um, you know, a lot of people have talked about this one and, and wondering how quickly is the technology going to get adapted here. One of the things I'd mentioned is that I'm not the biggest fan of this chart. Um, I'll, I'll show you guys why here in a second, but you know, one of the things that I try to look for is could, could this be, uh, is this a bullish sign, negative sign? You know, one thing I'd mention, and let's look at the one week here to see if I'm, I'm kind of more along, uh, looking at the same thing here. You see there, it doesn't look as bad. Um, the one daily chart, the daily chart looks kind of more like a head and shoulders here. Like this could be the head, this could be the left shoulder right shoulder and then we have a baseline coming down here towards 15 and 14 um, which is a bearish sign but if we look at the one weekly it, it looks a little bit better looks like it's trying to balance out near kind of the 16 price point uh i'd be careful with this one i, I really i'm not the, i'm not the biggest proponent in this one i think it could pull back closer towards 14 towards 12 before it really gets back up there towards 28 and 30 but keep this one on radar guy that's be fly and once again uh kathy has here looking like 5.8 million shares there not not a not a small position by any means there at least if you compare it to the other positions the only other position i'd compare towards that one would be open door um, so uh, that's going to be interesting to watch as we continue moving on. Uh, let's move forward to the next one, CMLF here. Uh, this one's going to be – let me take a look at the chart, see where it is. I haven't taken a look at this one in a little while. Um, just a, a kind of bottoming action. Let's pull up the one daily chart here. Um, so how many shares do we have of it? Let's see first. 
Uh, we have 4.2 million shares traded here. 14.89 it's showing there. Let's go ahead and take a look here on the chart. Uh, 14.89 right underneath this. So one of the things I'd mentioned is if can we go to 14 and hold again? Um, you know, you did have kind of have this downtrending action that we broke out of, and we can use Alt T here, um, kind of draw a trend line here and see where we kind of like ripped through that. Let's see if we come back towards 15, this 14, hold it, and then curl back up. You know, whenever I see these kind of quick spikes up, I look for a test of that trend line and then a push back up. This will be an interesting one to watch. All right, let's keep rolling through here. We got another one to mention. We got DKNG. DKNG here. Uh, you guys know DKNG, of course, DraftKings. Um, you know, state by state, I've mentioned it. State by state, we keep getting revenue increase. So one thing I'd mention on this one is you do have an uptrending trend line. And until that breaks, I'm still bullish on this one, guys. Uh, just look at it, guys. It, it, until this kind of line breaks, I'm still in it, guys. I'm still in it. I think it can get up there. I think you potentially see DraftKings at the end of the year above $100. But um, that's just my price target, guys. Of course, do your own due diligence, your own research. But I do think uh, I, I see DKNG with state-by-state state, uh, revenue coming. I see Florida coming really quickly. Um, so keep your eyes on these. And we'll keep an eye to see if DraftKings can hold this uptrend and we keep going through. All right, guys, just catching up with the chat. Seeing what uh, what else is being mentioned. Of course, of course, Mara, Mara, Mara's coming on soon, Daniel. Don't, don't you don't got to cry just yet, man. We'll, we'll we'll get you there. We'll get you tomorrow. All right, guys, let's keep rolling through here. Uh, next one up here is going to be DM Desktop Metals, guys. So let's take a look here. See what else we got. Uh, desktop Metals PRNT. Uh, it's that's what it's in. So let's take a look here. Desktop metals, where is it balancing out? Where can we see the chart? Desktop metals has a 1 million shares there at 1490. Um, so let's take a look here see what else we got on this chart. So one thing I'd mention is you did get a touch of 14. You got one touch, two touch. I would look for that 14 to touch one more time unless we get a big buy through 16. Um, if it does get a big buy through 16, then yeah, you could start pushing back up there towards the 20. Um, but I would look for some big volume to have to go through there. Um, we're talking big volume is anything above kind of this 22 million mark. Um, I would look for something like 40 million shares traded, like it was here, 44 million shares, and seeing it rip through that 16. All right, guys, I got about... Uh, about 15 minutes left with you guys. So want to go ahead and continue rolling through here. Finish this up, guys. Uh, this uh, The ARK Invest SPACs here. Uh, let's keep rolling through here. Of course, Blade. We've talked about Blade. That one's a little bit more of a long-term look. So I want to get into Open. And then, of course, I want to keep kind of moving on into Skills, Virgin, and Velodyne, which is really the one that I want to get into, uh, the 3D SPAC. SPAC at the bottom there. So let's keep rolling through here. Open, guys. As you guys know, I've talked about a housing boom for a while. I think we still get it. And one of the things is with the housing boom, you're going to still need digital kind of devices, uh, digital transition into real estate. One of the things that used to always, always, always actually go and visit and, and kind of do all this, I think that, you know, with open door technology, really taking off a uh, big investment in this one. I would look for a pullback down closer towards 18 and 16, but we did get a drive up on this stock to 39.24. So we're talking about if it gets below 20, we're talking about a hundred percent increase back up there towards forties. So it's going to be interesting to watch this one open door. Um, as we can see from her, let, let's see how many shares is it completed. It looks like in Arc W there's six million, six point eight million. In Arc F there's four point seven million, and they're right around the same price. So definitely that twenty one nineteen twenty seems like to me the number she's watching and keeping an eye on. Okay, so let's keep rolling through here. 
What other one can we mention before we get into the next one here? Let's go ahead and let's get into skills. Skills is one that I, I just I just don't know about this one. You know, there's too many people keeping their eyes on skills, and I just think that it's gonna at least test some lower boundaries before we see it come back. Um, as we can see, I'm going to go ahead and pull up this chart. This chart is, is, is not the best looking chart. Look at this downturn in the weeklies downturn in the weeklies. One thing that we did get is last week, we did get a harmony showing us that if it could hold this 18, maybe we hold this 18 and we get back up there. Um, but I think we're going to test down towards this level, which was that December 14 level, which was 1650 on the downside. So if we get a test through that 1650, that's when I'll start paying attention to skills. And it doesn't look good right now on the chart there, but you never know. All right, let's keep going through here, guys. SPCE, yes, we're getting towards that one next here. Um, so this one is... Of course, Virgin Galactic, guys, SPCE. Um, I, I'm not the biggest proponent of this stock. Uh, I've, I've mentioned it plenty of times. I think this stock is, is just not going to be able to produce the revenues that they're talking about. But uh, you're seeing 1.6 million in RQ and RX, 223,000, um, 3063. Um, so let's pay attention towards that level. See if kind of this $28 holds because if that doesn't hold, I think we could go back down towards 24, 20, and even 16 on SPCE. So keep your eye out on this one. Um, I'll show you guys the levels right now. And, and, and here's a chart on that one. So let's see if it, if it breaks down through this 28, it could go to 24. And then the next level down towards 16 here. So that, that's one that I'd keep on watch, but not one that stands out to me. All right, guys. So look, got one more to talk about here. Um, and this is SPFR. And one of the things that I'd mentioned about SPFR, and, and, and it's kind of interesting, but if you really do some research, you'll see that Elon wanted to buy this company. You know, Elon definitely wanted to get this company and they just wouldn't sell out. Um, so we're talking Velo. Uh, Velo. So here, SPFR here uh, with merging with Jaws, a Spitfire acquisition here. So it's going to be an interesting stock definitely to watch. Um, one thing I'd mentioned is that you do get multiple bottoms here at this 1020. That's kind of the level in the sand for me. If it breaks that level down now, I would kind of wait to see it get below $10. But if we can hold that 1020, I think we can get right back up towards 11. And this company is a kind of a long-term watch for me, for sure. SPFR. What do you guys think out there about it? And let me know in the chat if you guys like this uh, Spitfire acquisition, and 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 we're gonna have to see, you know, if, if 3D really takes off. But like it's been mentioned um, in the space plays, uh, this is the only one kind of that can produce those 3D space materials that the, it is talked right now. Uh, the CEO was on CNBC talking about how they they're the only ones that can do what they do right now. So we'll see about that. Of course, like always. Uh, CEOs are going to talk a little bit more on the bullish side, but we'll, we'll keep an eye on, on these. All right, guys. So looking like some people are mentioning CCIV skills, DraftKings in there, a GOEV bleeding. I saw some Twitter uh, mentions about that one over the weekend. Why is Canoe falling? Um, you, you, you just don't know right here. So, uh, that's one thing that, you know, you got to stick with it. You know, uh, let, let me take a look here at the chart. Uh, I know you guys are mentioning it, so I want to take a look here. Uh, it looks like we're heading down, guys. It doesn't look good. That weekly chart does not look good, guys. And let me look at the daily chart, see if I see some more bottoming action. You did get that bottoming action at $9, multiple days there. And guess what? Today, quick breakdown through that level um, this is why I talked about guys to be careful with the falling knives. You know, one thing you want to see is multiple, multiple, even maybe weeks of bottoming action before you're trying to catch these knives, because then guess what? 
you catch the wrong side of the knife, guys, and it hurts. It hurts. Trust me. All right, guys, I want to go ahead and get into some uh, ticker time. If you guys got one more ticker, a couple more for me to look at, I got about four minutes left. Let me know how I've been doing today, guys, by giving me a thumbs up. I've been trying hard to continue on with the show with or without Chris, but guess what? And he made need our brains. Job. He's been doing a great job, guys. Smash the like for Mitch. Carrying the load here today. Carrying the load, Mitch. Like always, guys, I'll definitely do my best to get you guys the opportunities that I see out there. There's definitely some opportunities, and like I'm calling it, I feel the SPAC market has bottomed, and one of the things that I've been seeing is less and less SPACs coming out. Thus, that's what we're going to focus on. If we can continue seeing that trend continue, I think we've seen the bottom, and we can start taking a look at some opportunities Mitch, to can, really Mitch, take a look. Can you, can you explain maybe why that would be a, a bottoming indicator for you? Like why is it a bullish sign that the number of new SPACs is going down? Yeah. So one of the things that Chris and I have talked about is the supply and demand, right, with kind of companies. And and I want to get into this a little bit later in the week. We have a list here that we found on Twitter of potential unicorn companies. And so stay tuned, guys, definitely to SPACs Attack. If you want to stay with us, hit the subscribe down below. Um, one of the things that we're going to touch on is what companies are out there still potentially to buy because there's a lot of money out there but not a lot of companies anymore that look like unicorns that really stand out in their industry. And so we're going to talk a lot about these, whether it be computing, uh, kind of you, you got sports companies, sports media still out there, a lot to be mentioned. But really what we're trying to see is less supply of these SPACs come out because with less supply, the demand will start meeting where the supply is. The supply is just like a big old basket right now and the demand right now is pulling out just one hair one hair and there's a huge basket and so one of the things that we need to see is do we start getting a whole bunch of deals again do we get the SPACs to stay low do we get a big ripper spec that's what we need also we need a, a big mover you know if you guys remember when qs and dm were making these big moves that, that really got some hype behind SPACs. So we need some bigger moves or some bigger names getting some deals. One being mentioned, it said that it wasn't going to close it in, in, in Q1, but let's see if it closed in Q2, PSTH. I know a lot of people are keep, keep watching that one. I don't know what happens with it, really. I've the, that's, that's probably one of the craziest ones to mention, but that, that's what we need to keep an eye on. And so if you want to see the unicorn, Zach, stay with us. We'll keep going through this. I'm pretty sure we'll have that show on Wednesday. So stay with us, guys. Hit the subscribe bell, and we'll keep rolling through here, guys. So, hey, one more. Yeah, I just, uh, want, to, I just want to add a couple of things. Well, Mitch is going to hop off a couple of minutes early only because we've got the CEO of Marathon Patent Group on at noon. So Luke is going to hop on in a couple of minutes just to like preview and set that up set the stage for that. So we've got a couple minutes left here. Yes, yes. You can already go ahead and change my description up. Get those Mara fans <laughs> in here. I already see the chat blowing up. Go for it. I won't stress it too much. But last one to be mentioned here, and, and it's just because I know that a lot of people have it on their radar. It's Thomas. I got you. I see you there. HOFV, guys, Hall of Fame. What's going to happen with the NFT explosion do we get another pop in HOFV? I think you need to see a move, a quick move through 450s and see some volume spike. So one thing I've always mentioned, guys, is how volume really creates those, those drive moves. And so you see this volume that really drove us up here. Um, you're, you're talking 200, and 200 million shares traded on this day compared to 26 million shares traded the day before, then 250 million shares traded. And then even higher on this big red bar, we had 229 million shares traded. And then it popped one more time to seven, 125 million shares traded. But now the last three days, what has it been guys? 19 million, 26 million, 9 million. We need some volume spike, man. We need that volume to get back up here. 
to show us that we get a good volume bite here. I'm looking for 100 million shares traded through that 450, closer towards that $4, and then see if we get that turnaround look right back up towards kind of the 6, 7, and 750 look. So it's going to be an interesting one, definitely to keep your eyes out. So like always, guys, like Oz said, thumbs up, thumbs up, guys. Let me know what you guys like, what topics you guys want us touching in the SPAC world, because that's really what we're about, guys. We're about what you guys want out there. So if you guys have a SPAC, or maybe it's just an executive that you guys want to see on the show, let us know. We've been reaching out more and more to get bigger and bigger names. So definitely, if there's someone you guys want on this show, let us know. All right, guys, I'm already starting to see the Maras start rolling through. Yeah. You already they know. Can't wait. They can't wait. They can't wait. Five minutes, guys. Five minutes. The Mara Mara, where's the rioters? That's quite <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Where's the rioters? Where's the Mara? I thought Sloop Jacoby. I have to start a riot myself for the Mara. But, hey, that's how we're going to do it, guys. I'm going to go ahead up and finish up here a little bit early but excited to see what comes on next. And if you guys haven't noticed, Bitcoin, guys, Bitcoin moved from about like 12, 15,000 up to like 50,000, guys. And we're just getting started. So if you're looking at Bitcoin stocks, this is where you need to be, guys. I don't know if you guys have seen it before, but we're going to have the CEO of Mara on next I'm going to be bringing on my man, Hot Stocks Luke. So prepared for this interview. The double fisting energy drinks are already gone and down to zero. There, He's looking for more. I see him yelling at someone, go get me the two for three because I'm ready for this interview coming up next. Guys, smash the like button. I'll see you next time on the SPACs attack, guys. <laughs>